Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. What's going on, everybody? This is Tony Kaizen, and you are listening to yet another episode of Life in English. Got a special guest with me uh, here today on the episode. And um, today we're talking, well, I guess I should introduce you first before I say what we're talking about. So go ahead and tell the people your name and uh, where are you from, man? All right. So, uh, yeah, first of all, I want to thank you for, for having me on the podcast. I mean, it's a pleasure for me. I've been a huge fan of your channel for a while now. And being able to, to share a little bit of my story on your channel, it's, uh, it's awesome. So I appreciate it. Uh, but, yeah, my name is Mateus. I'm from Brazil. And... I live in the state of Sao Paulo, and I've been learning English for about two years now. Two years. Two years, and you're basically, yeah. you know, you're basically fluent, you know what I'm saying, in two years. So that's really what I wanted to have you on the show to talk about today, because um, we, we spoke for the first time maybe a month ago, it seems like. Yeah, yeah. More or less, right? About a month ago, you reached out to me on YouTube, or like on one of the videos I made, and basically asked, "Hey, man, do you uh, what'd you say? Something like, do you offer private lessons? How can we study with you?" And that's what prompted me to uh, create the website and make it possible to start accepting students again. And really, we've just been talking ever since then. And in that short amount of time, just talking with you i'd say 98 percent of the time in english just talking to you um more or less on a day-to-day basis i'm like man there's no way <laughs> like knowing your story now i'm like there's no way this fucking kid has taught himself to speak english the way he does in two years you know he's never i don't want to tell your story i'm gonna let you tell it yourself but that's why i wanted to have you uh on the podcast today to share a little bit about your language learning experience and maybe some techniques that you have for learning some stuff that you could recommend to anybody else who's learning and might be listening right now. So, um, how old are you, by the way? Tell the people. 
I'm 19. 19 years old. All right. So take yeah. me, you said you've been learning English for two years now. So take me back to 17 years old and tell me how and why you got started learning English. Okay. Uh, I actually, you know, I've always been, even when I was a kid, I've always been really passionate about the English language. And it's always been a passion to me. And it's funny because, like, my first experience learning a language was back in 2014. And I started learning Spanish because my dad wanted me to to learn a different language. So I started with Spanish. And I spent, like, a month, and then I quit. I just... I didn't really have any connections with the language, and I didn't like the way it sounds. It wasn't really something that I was passionate about. So I quit, and then two years later, or three years later, uh, I had an awesome opportunity. Uh, I was a, a senior in high school at the time, and for some reason, the school that I was studying in, was um, they decided to offer free... English classes for high school students and like you had the right to take those classes unless you were uh, a high school student. Uh, also graduate you can't take those classes anymore but as long as you're still studying in, in that school you can take the classes for free mm. and yeah. unfortunately uh, like it took me a while to figure that out like when I found out that the school was offering classes, it was around, it was around October, and because of that, I was only able to take the classes for four months. So it was a very short period of time, and like during that time, I was able to to master a little bit of grammar. Like I didn't become an expert in grammar, but I was able to. You know, it helped me to get a good understanding of the language as far as, you know, constructing um, basic sentences and getting some basic vocabulary. And, but yeah, even before starting to take those classes, I was already uh, really passionate about the, the English language. And, yeah, like you would think that you can't really become passionate about something out of nowhere. Like, there's got to be something that introduced you to that. So the first thing that, that introduced me to the English language was music. I've always been really, really passionate about music. And it's funny because even though, even though I was born in Brazil, I've never really liked Brazilian songs, you know? There's one band that I like, which is Legion Urbana. But other than that, I just can't stand any type of <laughs> song. So, yeah, that was my very first contact with the language uh, through music. Well, why did your dad want you to learn a foreign language in the first place? Um, that's a good question. Actually, I always have a hard time answering that question because I don't have any external reason that pushes me to learn a foreign language. I'm just really passionate about it. Uh, like I said, growing up, uh, the English sound, like, it's it's always been something that sounds very, it sounds like music to my ear, you know. So that was something that growing up, I was always 
fascinated, uh, fascinated about. So, yeah, I think the only reason is really I've always had an inner desire to speak English, and it's uh, it's my biggest passion in life. I would say. Mm. So you you had the classes for about four months at the end of high school. And you said even before that, you were interested in learning the language. So after you left high school, which was a year, a year and a half ago, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. So after you left high school, how did you go about, you know, how did you continue studying English? What did you do when you didn't have those classes anymore? Oh, uh, yeah, after, actually, like, before... Before those four months, I didn't know that it was possible for someone to learn a language by themselves. But, like, I had a friend at the time, uh, it's like a, a childhood friend, and we were both very interested in learning English. And at the time, he already spoke perfect English, and I had a conversation with him, and I, I told him that I was really upset because I really wanted to, to continue having the classes. And he was like, man, I don't even know why you started taking the classes in the first place. Because really, for you to learn a language, all you have to do is some dedication and access to internet. And at the time, like, I was sitting there thinking, like, this guy speaks perfect English. If he's giving me some advices on uh, language learning, I might as well take it, you know. So, yeah, I started to really immerse myself in a language all by myself. Uh, the way I would do that was uh, I would watch a lot, a lot of English TV shows. Uh, my favorite one is Friends, very popular in Brazil. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I kept listening to a lot of music and Eventually, I, I started to practice my English. Actually, we'll get into that later, but it took me a year, more than a year, to start practicing with uh, actual people. And, yeah, after those four months, like, it took me a while to figure out that it's actually possible to learn a language by yourself. And once I figured that out, I started to immerse myself in the language. Um, yeah, it was basically it, like TV shows and uh, YouTube videos and a lot of uh, American songs. Hmm. Where, where were you finding the, like, the TV access to American TV shows? What would you type in on Google? How do you find this free material? Oh, I use Netflix. Ah, Netflix, okay. Netflix, okay. Yeah. You, would you use like subtitles and stuff like that too, or you just watch the TV show and struggle your way through it yeah yeah in the beginning i struggled a lot like the first episode that i watched i was able to understand probably 10 percent of the whole episode and i would do a lot of like repetition i would watch the same episode over and over again until i get to a point where i get a good understanding of the entire episode and I would look up words that I didn't know and 
Um, yeah, I watch like every episode like five times in a row every day. And yeah, that's it. Mm. It sounds like the the um, the main factor in the beginning, and it seems like it still is today, is the fact that you're a little bit obsessed with English to a certain degree, right? Because everybody's saying, watch TV shows, listen to music, um, translate the lyrics, talk to native speakers, and everybody says, you know, I'm trying to do that, but I'm not seeing any progress. So it sounds like the only thing that was different that you did was just really how can I say instead of watching maybe one TV show a day you're watching like 10 you know and it's not 10 different episodes it's the same episode 10 different times you know what I'm saying just yeah. to, you don't even move forward to the next episode until you make sure I understand all the grammar or every word I understand the context and I can watch it I can almost repeat every word in the episode exactly yeah 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 that makes yeah, sense yeah like I I would watch the same episode over and over again. And my goal was to get to a point where I would have the whole script memorized. And I would know everything off the top of my head. And it really worked. Because if you think about it, how do you memorize a song? Like if you, if you listen to the same song 10 times in a row, it's likely that you're going to memorize that. You're going to have that memorized. And... It's hard for you to forget something when you've been constantly repeating that pattern, and your brain, over time, your brain really gets used to that, you know. Uh, so yeah, that was that was the key to me, repetition. Yeah, not only that, but when you talk about uh, songs using music to learn a new language, it's it's not just the fact that you're repeating the same words or ideas again and again, but it's now it's in the form of a song. So there's a melody or a beat attached to it. And it's just, yeah. I mean, it's no secret. Putting something into a song makes it a lot easier to remember. And one thing that helped me a lot when I was learning Portuguese specifically is that I would memorize a whole song even if I didn't understand all the words that I was saying. You know what I'm saying? Just practice saying any words in the language and saying any sentences in the language, memorize it, and then worry about what each word means, you know? But now I know exactly how to say them all. They're not foreign to me. You know, I just have to learn the meaning of the words, and that gets easier when you have the context of a song. You know what I'm saying? Uh, did you find the same... Did you have, like, maybe a, the same experience, more or less, or was it different for you? <clears throat> oh, yeah, absolutely. I would always try to to get the pronunciation down first, uh, I would try to pronounce words correctly, and then after mastering the the pronunciation and how to say every single word, then I would try to uh, to look up the meaning behind those words. Yeah, that definitely works. Mm -hmm. But how did you learn things like grammar, for example? Because it's it's almost you know the average person doesn't. How do you? go about learning something like as complicated as or not complicated but something as difficult as grammar in any language just by watching tv or just by reading song lyrics how do you start to form your own sentences you know how did you transition from just going to basic class in high school 
to watching friends or listening to music to actually being able to like express yourself? How did you go from point A to point B? Oh, yeah, yeah. I spend usually like about 15 minutes a day uh, learning a little bit of grammar. Uh, like something that I have, whenever I have difficulty understanding a certain pattern in English, I I type in on YouTube and I, I watch some video of someone explaining that. But... If I don't feel if I don't feel like I'm having a hard time understanding something, I don't I don't even go through that process, you know. Like in the beginning, uh, I would do that more frequently. I would have to to pause the episodes, take a break, and then look up words words. But after a while, um, like as I built my vocabulary, it became easier to to understand certain parent patterns. But how were you practicing though? You because pra- you said, you said that uh, it was over a year before you actually started speaking to other humans. So how are you retaining all these words and information? How are you learning to speak this language when you don't have anyone to speak it with? Oh yeah, uh, that's a good question. Actually, there were two things that I would do on a daily basis, which is. I would read out loud. Uh, actually, I forgot to mention this, but I also started to read books as soon as I could. And I would read everything out loud. And another thing that I would do is I would talk to myself every day. Almost like, you know the, the thing that you're doing with you know the Swahili video log? I would do the same thing every day. Like, I would record myself speaking English and like it sounds crazy but I would spend a good amount of time like just sitting down and talking to myself literally like having a conversation with myself I think that helped me to to get used to speaking the language like not only listening but also putting it to practice you know uh, but yeah, like I would talk to objects in my house. I would, like in the shower, I would be talking to myself. It sounds crazy, but it helped me a lot. It does sound a little crazy, <laughs> I think, to somebody who has never tried to learn a foreign language before, and especially somebody who never had to, to how can I say that? Somebody who's always had other people to practice with it. If you've, if you've never been by yourself, trying to learn a new language, you know? That probably sounds crazy, but I did the same exact thing, learning Spanish, Portuguese, and now Swahili, bro. It's just, who else am I supposed to talk to? I know for a fact now that uh, learning to speak a language, the only way you can do that is by actually speaking. So my favorite place is the shower. Get in the shower and just start talking about my day or, you know anything it really doesn't matter what you talk about just use any and all the words you can just get them out and then once you start trying to talk about your day for example and you get to a point where you don't know any more words now you know what to study now you know okay i get out of the shower now i need to learn how to say this and you go and study that tomorrow you can say a little bit more you know and i think 
I say this all the time. We say this all the time. There's no secret. It's just doing that every single day. You know what I mean? I think there's no better way to learn than when speaking, than speaking with other native speakers. But if you don't have that option, then speaking to yourself, it's not that bad. You know what I'm saying? It actually is really helpful. Really, really helpful. Because like you said, you have to get that practice in every day. Because if you don't use the language, you 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 lose the language, right? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, it took me a long time to to muster up the courage to to actually talk to people. So during that process, where I was kind of afraid of practicing my English, all I would do was just you know talk to myself every day. Uh oh, can you hear me? Hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, I thought it froze, or it looks like it froze for a second, but I think we're good. So, um, basically, let me let's let me recap the the little that you told so far because you're saying at 17, you're about to graduate high school, and for some reason these English classes come to your school. And as long as you're a student, you can take the classes. And you took them for about four or five months, and you learned the basics, but it was obviously not enough to start speaking the language fluently. So you took it upon yourself, or you you know assumed the responsibility to uh, be responsible for your own learning, I guess I should say it that way, and just decided I'm gonna learn English by myself. So you started watching TV, listening to music, um, exposing yourself as much as you could to the English language. So then I'm assuming it pretty much went on like that for about a year, more yeah. or less. And you're talking to yourself maybe, and I assume after a year you're getting really comfortable listening to English, you know, because a lot of times I found speaking to you in the last month, I speak like I speak to everybody, and you have absolutely no problem understanding me. So what would you say the reason for that is because everybody tries to expose themselves to the English language but still have problems understanding native speakers so what do you think makes it so easy for you to understand us when we speak naturally man I don't know I think I think that I think it comes with with time like it's not something that happens overnight and for me, it was like, I think consistency was the key because I would spend probably two hours, at least two hours, listening to the English language every day. And like when I started, man, I couldn't understand a word of English. Like I had a, a good understanding of grammar, like it said, but when it comes to spoken English, I had a hard time understanding. So when I started, it was really like 10%, 20%. And over time, uh, like the amount of words that I, w that I was able to recognize started to increase. And, and yeah, I think, I think it comes with time. Uh, I don't think there's any secret to it. Uh, I think consistency and... Uh, really sticking with it and listening to the language every day. I think over time, your brain gets used to it, you know. 
uh, yeah, like building a building our vocabulary also helps. Uh, there's actually like I think there's something called like passive vocabulary and active vocabulary. What's that? Uh, Can you explain that? that? Yeah, it's like passive vocabulary is like the words that you're able to recognize when you're listening to to spoken English. Mm-hmm. And active vocabulary are the words that you can actually use in everyday conversation, you know. Right. So they're, they're kind of not sure about it, but when I was doing a little research on it, uh, people say that they're kind of separated in your brain. Like there, there's a part of your brain that is re- responsible for the passive vocabulary and another part of your brain, or the section of your brain, is is responsible for active vocabulary. So if you're able to build a decent amount of passive vocabulary, over time you can transform that into your active vocabulary. I'm not sure if that makes sense. It makes and sense. It makes sense. Yeah, like when you're when you're practicing English, that's basically what you're doing. You're forcing your brain to, to turn your passive vocabulary into active vocabulary. That's an interesting way of um, putting it, man. I never thought about it that way, but just paying attention or listening to people speak a lot, you sort of notice, like, and maybe this is just because I teach English now, but I noticed not too long ago, people would say random words like... Um, Toucan, for example. You know what a toucan is? I don't. It's it's like a it's a bird that lives in the jungle, basically. But you know when's the, I've never I shouldn't say never, I can't remember the last time I heard somebody say toucan. I cannot remember the last time I heard that word, but if I hear it immediately I understand it. I don't have to think yeah. or ask myself, hmm, what the fuck is a toucan? I just know. So that's what you're calling passive vocabulary but something like um the door i mean that's something we use on a daily basis that you need to know i open the door and it's an active thing that we say right exactly yeah interesting uh i mean i don't know i don't really know how (coughs) true all this information is but it totally makes sense like there are a lot you know a lot of words but you're not able to use you're not able to remember all of them when you're talking, right? Uh, well, yeah, it's really, it's really interesting how your brain learns a different language. You know, the process is kind of complex, but uh, it's really interesting, man. It is complex or complicated or both. The process of learning your first language and then a foreign language, and I'm not sure how different the process is. It's more or less the same, right? But Speaking about the process, how did you know what to study if you're studying by yourself? Because you might think, oh, I need to focus on grammar so I can know how to like structure a sentence. Or some people might think, oh, vocabulary is everything, even if I don't know how to put it together in a sentence. So how did you know this is what I should be focusing on? This is what is wasting my time. Oh, yeah. Um, like when I say the I will spend an hour a day learning English. Like, it's not like I'm sitting down and, and concentrating really hard and 
like using a textbook or something like that, what I would do is I would try to find something that I'm truly interested in and I would use that to my advantage so I could have a so I could have a good time and learn at the same time. It's almost like you don't even feel like you're learning, you know? Mm. Uh, so yeah, I, I didn't have like a specific material or a specific method or way of learning English. I would just focus on things that I'm interested in. Just to, to mention a few, uh, I'm really passionate about soccer and things like psychologists and, and psychology and self-development so I will watch like motivational videos on YouTube and eventually I got into Jordan Peterson so I will watch a lot of his lectures and yeah yeah I would just I would just try to consume whatever would whatever I would be interested in and and I will follow the same process of uh, the same process as the the TV shows, you know. I would look up words that I didn't know. I would there is a a notebook that I used to carry with me, and I would write down every single word that I didn't know, and I would look up that word on a dictionary. Uh, and yeah, man. I mean, I would try to keep it fun as much as possible, and learn at the same time yeah and like you said the, yeah, the like, process was the same no matter what tool or no matter what outlet you were using to learn the language if you're watching movies if you're listening to music you're watching youtube videos doesn't matter you're just exposing yourself to the language trying to train your ears and then whatever you don't understand that's what you go home and study or that's what you google or whatever right um exactly yeah, and, and I guess that's the point I'm trying to make for anybody that might be listening. Obviously, you already know, is there's really not much to learning a language. There's no secret sauce or anything like that that you inject into the situation, man. It's just, like, talk to people and use things that you're interested in to make the education, you know, at least somewhat interesting because not everybody's learning English just because they love it. Some people learning are learning it because they want a better job or, you know, maybe they work in the tourism industry or whatever. It doesn't matter, honestly, what the reason is, but you have to find ways to make it interesting. You know, like if I had to learn Japanese tomorrow, which I would like to do one day, but that's, so that's probably a bad example. If I had to learn like Romanian, you know, the first thing I'm going to do is start watching Romanian soccer because I love soccer, you know? Yeah. And just listen to the commentators. Don't even, you don't even have to watch the game if you don't want to. But that's just one example, you know? Um, yeah, you, you got to make it interesting for yourself somehow, some way. But now that we've established the way that you learn languages, you know, more or less, why is it that it took you a year to start talking to people? Like, what took you so long okay oh yeah before we get into that I, I forgot to mention like the actual methods that I would use to to learn stuff like pronunciation and yeah. know how to pronounce words correctly so what I would do is repetition and imitation that was the key to me uh, we talked about repetition but I will also try to imitate. 
and the coffee, everything that I would hear. Because I feel like, maybe you agree with me, but like I feel like learning a language is really like acting for the most part. Like if you're able to to listen to someone speak and then copy the way they speak, like exactly the way it is, you're all set, you know? And that's like you learn your first language in the first place. Like growing up, that's all... Like, how does a child learn a language? You see, like, five-year-old kids cursing in a language. Like, they don't, they don't even know the meaning behind those words, but they're copying and they're imitating. And, yeah, that's that's what I would do to, to learn uh, how to pronounce words correctly. I would repeat everything I would hear over and over again until I get it, like, 100% accurate, you know. Yeah, I thought I it was worth. Say that again. I thought it was worth mentioning that. <clears throat> yeah, I think it is a hundred percent. I'm glad you did because that's. If I had to say one, if there was any secret to learning a language and speaking like a native, quote unquote, because we're not even really sure what that means. Maybe we can talk about that in a minute. But the key to becoming fluent in a language, whatever that word means to you fluent is by imitating that's how i learned to speak spanish that's how i learned to speak portuguese and that's how i'm learning to speak Swahili. that's how i learned to speak english by like you said by imitating your parents your older brothers and sisters people on tv in the music videos whatever that's i think that's how humans learn a lot of stuff not just language they learn by watching and then imitating you know um so yeah man and it's not that's the problem with telling people like that's my method for learning languages because how do you teach somebody how to imitate other people it's it's not something that I became aware like oh I need to try this you just sort of do it naturally you know yeah so if I don't know if you can but do you think you could be a little more specific when you tell someone hey imitating people is a good method for language learning. Like, do you think you could give them some instructions or some tips on how to start imitating people better? Yeah, yeah. Like, let's say, let's say that I'm gonna watch some TV show right now. The first thing that I hear the the character saying is, "Hey guys, how's it going?" I pause the video. And I say exactly as it did. Hey guys, how's it going? And if I feel like it's not it's not accurate, I do it again, and I do it over and over again until I feel like it's uh, it's a hundred percent accurate. Does that make sense? Like it's literally listening to to someone speak and then repeating what they said. Hmm. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, it makes sense to me. Obviously, I don't know if it would make sense to somebody who maybe hasn't reached the same level yet or maybe just isn't good at imitating people. You know what I mean? Because I think I think that certain people are born hmm, not not some people are just better at certain things. Right. So some people may be better. At, say what? Like a predisposition or something like that. Uh, yeah, like they're more predisposed to certain talents or abilities, 
right? Like some yeah. people are better at acting and imitating. Some people are better at playing yeah. soccer. So it's it's one of those things I never know how to explain to people, like how to imitate somebody, yeah. how to copy somebody. Just I've been doing it since I was a kid, you know. Um, so it's it's kind of it's vague advice, right? Like you tell somebody that and they're like, gee, thanks. Yeah, I'll just start imitating people. But, you know, they could sit there and try it. They listen to a video and then they try to repeat it, but they just can't get the pronunci- pronunciation right or they just can't get the rhythm of the words right for whatever reason. And how, it's like, how do you teach that to somebody? That's the question that we have, right? So, and not that I'm trying to sit here and answer it, but that is the question is... um how do you teach? Because for me, like I said, if there is a secret, that's it. So how do we teach other people to do that is probably, yeah. you know, the question that everybody's trying to answer. Um, so we've established that you said imitating and uh, what was the first one you Rep- said? Repetition. Repetition. Yeah. Just repeating constantly that everything that you hear, anything that you hear. And if you don't understand yeah. what you're repeating, then go and find the meaning on YouTube or somewhere on the internet or something like that. Like, uh, they, they're they're kind of, they go together. You know, you do both at the same time because yeah. in order to get the pronunciation right, you have to repeat what you're reading, what you're listening, right? Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, I think that's... You said it all, honestly. Imitating so you can get the practice and make sure you're saying it the way a native says it, but the repetition is really what it's about. And it kind of go. I think I mentioned this already in the conversation, but it's kind of like if you don't use it, you lose it. Your your mind and your language speaking muscle or your language speaking ability is just like building muscles at the gym. You don't go to the gym once in a year and think, oh, you know what I'm saying? I'm fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, you got to go every single day. You know what I'm saying? And that's the only way you're going to see any real improvement or any real growth. You know, it doesn't happen overnight. And um, not just even, I would say not just even once a day. Like you may think 15 minutes a day or 30 minutes a day is enough. And that's cool. It's better than nothing. But I think it's the ones that spend hours on top of hours just obsessing over the language or whatever it is they're trying to learn. Those are the ones that really become experts and they become experts a lot quicker than the rest of the people yeah. around them that are trying to learn, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I think uh, we talked about this earlier, but I think consistency is the key. Like you said, it's pointless to spend like an like five hours studying the language on the weekend, but then you go the whole week without even listening to the language, you know. So I think doing like a little bit every day is way more effective than doing a lot one day and then forgetting about it until the until the following week. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely. So now that we've covered that, repetition and imitation are really the two key components of learning a language not just not just I wouldn't say properly but not just in a good way but also in a faster way than anybody else if you have those two things involved in your daily process you're going to see growth a lot more quicker you know or a lot more quickly 
So let's move up forward to when you finally started speaking to people, you know. So, again, why did it take you so long to get to that point? And what made, you know, what decision did you make to say, okay, now I'm going to finally start talking to people? Oh, yeah. Uh, Actually, I've been, like, for the longest time, I've been really afraid of making mistakes. And I think we're talking about this. Last week, like, when you're learning a language, at least when you're learning a language, a new language for the first time, you tend to look up to native speakers as if they're somehow superior to you. You know, so just because they're natives and they speak the language that you're trying to learn, you tend to admire them and look up to them as if they're superior to you. And... They're like the the authority. They have the power to judge you and to correct your mistakes and stuff like that. And that used to make me so terrified of practicing, you know. And also, uh, I've always been very, like, shy and, and, and nervous in, in social situations. So if I'm meeting a stranger and I have to talk to him, in a different language, that would scare the shit out of me. I would be really afraid. But, uh, but yeah, that was that was the the main reason that it took me so long to start practicing the language. I was afraid of making mistakes. I was afraid of sounding stupid. I was afraid of you know looking like an idiot or something like that. And but like after a while, I come to realize that most people, for the majority of the time. They understand that you're learning and that you're not a native speaker. And they actually appreciate that you speak a different language, you know. So that's something that you should be proud of, even if you make mistakes. And, yeah, I don't mean to to get off topic or go off on a tangent, but I think that it is impossible not to make mistakes when you are uh, learning a language. Like, it's inevitable. If you don't want to make mistakes, like, don't even try, because you're going to get really upset. So it it is going to happen, you know. And it took me a while to figure that out, that it's completely normal to mess up sometimes, to to forget words. To this very day, I forget a lot of my vocabulary, and sometimes I I forget what I'm supposed to say. Uh, And it's completely normal, you know. And, yeah, I feel like I took a long time to answer this question, but uh, basically that's it. Like, I was afraid of uh, making mistakes, and I used to look up to native speaker as being superior to me, and that would make me afraid of uh, talking to them. Yeah, I think that's one of the, the most important things that any language learner can learn early in this like in the early stages of their process is that mistakes are not only normal but they're necessary because that's exactly. the only way somebody can correct you on what you're saying you know that's the only way so you have to fearlessly and almost purposely make mistakes in the beginning you should be doing that so whoever's listening can correct you and it just because they're a native speaker and they're not an english teacher doesn't mean that they can't teach you english so every time you're speaking to somebody else who speaks English, you can just say, hey, 
If I say anything weird, let me know. They'll let you know. Nine times out of ten, they'll let you know. You know what I'm saying? If they don't, then find somebody else who will. For me, it's that simple. You know, and not only that, but you got to think, you speak incorrectly in your first language, sometimes on purpose. Sometimes on purpose, and it's fine. There's no problem with it, you know? Or somebody else, another native from the same country you are, comes up speaking to you, and they say something that's grammatically incorrect, or they pronounce a word differently than you do, or, you know, they use a different word for the same object. Not a big deal, right? You know, you're yeah. not saying, fuck you, go back to where you came from, you goddamn, you know. You're not saying stuff like that. It's you understand the person, and you just have to keep that mentality when you're speaking another language. And what you said was perfect because you're looking up at these native speakers like they're like they're gods or something, and they're the gatekeepers, and, you know, you exactly. have to get their their positive judgment to be able to be accepted into the English club or something like that. And that's simply exactly. not the case. They're just people just like you they're just speak the language that you're trying to learn they just started before you that's it that is it you know what i'm saying so yeah you kind of have to stop looking at it as if you need to be accepted by all these people that speak this new language and just focus on learning as much as you can from them you know what i'm saying it's and you it i think it takes a little bit of humility right because a lot of us especially the older we get we don't want to seem like a child around a bunch of adults. We don't want to seem like we don't know what we're trying to say. It's like, what, you don't know how to talk, you fucking weirdo? We don't want to feel like that, you know? So a lot of people can't get past that feeling of vulnerability, really, is what it is, and just make mistakes, you know? So how did you, in those moments where the native is speaking so fast you can't understand it, or you're speaking to somebody and you just can't get the words out... How did you find a way to keep moving forward and not give up on English or not get so embarrassed that you oh, never yeah. spoke again? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah, to be honest, like, you were the first native speaker that I talked to. And I think just like the type of person that you are, you made me so comfortable that I didn't even have to think about it. You know, it was just... Uh, by the way, for any of you guys listening to this, like, I'm not trying to advertise or anything like that, but if you guys are interested in having, like, English conversations, like, for me personally, to be honest, I don't think I will be able to find a better tutor. Really, man. Because, like, you'll make me feel so comfortable that, like, it's not even a thing, you know? It's, uh, it's always, I, I always have a good time talking to you. So I didn't, I haven't really come across that type of situation where I get embarrassed and I feel ashamed or something like that. Uh, It's always good conversations. Maybe I will, uh, maybe I will have a hard time with that also experience like talking to other native speakers but with you in particular, I didn't have any problems with that. It was a, I always have a good time. Yeah, but yeah, but we started speaking maybe um, a month ago, and you said that you've been learning English for two years now. So, what about the the second year? You know, let's say a year back all the way up until now. 
when that time you weren't speaking to me, you know, who were you talking to? And um, I guess, how did you find these people? And what was your experience like talking to them? Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention this. But my very first conversation in English was with a Mexican friend. Uh, I met him on this app called Lingby. It's an app where it's pretty much like HelloTalk. It's like the same concept. You'll find people from all over the world that are also trying to, to learn English. And you'll practice with them. It's very, like, you'll, you'll rarely find a native speaker, but you get to practice with people that are also learning the language. And on that app, I was able to meet a Mexican friend and a guy from Egypt. And those are the first people that I talked to in English. And I think because they were not native speakers, I was like, I feel like, we were on the same boat, you know, like, yeah, I feel like they, they wouldn't have the, the right to judge me because we were both learning, you know, something like that. But, uh, yeah, I did get very, very nervous. Like, the first time I tried to talk to someone, I downloaded the app, and it took me, like, a week to actually call somebody and talk to them, you know. I think I told you this at one point, but a lot of times I would, I would go to call, like someone would call me on this app and I would answer the call. And as soon as they say something, I would just hang up the call because I wouldn't be talk, you know. I was very nervous. And I think that's part of learning language. Maybe it's just me because I'm really weird, like getting to know a stranger but uh, yeah, like the first conversation was was kind of difficult. Um, but yeah, like the Mexican guy was one of those people that just make you feel good when you're talking to them. Like it's uh, it's easy to talk to, you know what I mean? So uh, yeah, my my first experience uh, talking to someone in English was was a really good one. Have you had any bad experiences or um, moments where you made yourself look silly or maybe you just couldn't mm -hmm. find a way to express yourself, anything like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, actually, I will have mostly, like, small talks. And, like, we wouldn't get to, to go deep into subjects like we do and but yeah I, de I definitely had like moments where I wouldn't find any words and I wouldn't be able to say exactly what I wanted to and I think that's that's part of learning language you know you have to you have to be humble you know because you're gonna look silly sometimes you're gonna look out of place and Really, I think there are moments where you definitely, like from our perspective, it's no big deal. But maybe from someone else's perspective, you look like an idiot. Because uh, really, I think no one wants to, to speak like a child and not be able to get their point across. It's really uncomfortable. But you have to be able to accept that you're learning a new language. And... That's difficult, man.
It doesn't happen. Like, you're not going to get fluent overnight. You're not going to get really good at it overnight. And you have to be patient and work on it so you, so you improve. How do you know that... How do you know you're improving, though? You know you're, Especially when... No. Um, like you're learning by yourself. You don't have a teacher or anyone giving you a lot of feedback. So how do you know that you're oh. moving in the right direction? Oh, yeah, like... I think the first... The first year, it was very noticeable. Like, my improvement was very noticeable and I was able to see my improvement every day in terms of understanding the language and like when I would talk to myself I would realize that the words were coming out of my mouth a lot more naturally than usual but eventually I got to a point where I couldn't get any further like I felt like I wasn't really making any progress and that's when I decided that I was going to start practicing. Uh, at the time, I considered uh, signing up for italki. That's actually the reason why I asked you on YouTube if you, if you offer classes on italki. And then, like, when you told me that you have your own platform, like, that was just, that was exactly what I was looking for. And... It was the best decision I could have made because uh, we became really good friends and now we can practice and and, and, and talk to each other on a daily basis. And uh, and yeah, I feel like like the first the first couple of months, the first year, like my improvement was very noticeable. It was it was clear to me that I was making a lot of progress. But after like after a year and a half maybe I got to a point where I was like, man, I, I don't really feel like I'm making any progress, you know? And, uh, yeah, after that, I, I went on to, to the next step of my, my journey, which is right now. Hmm. Mm -hmm. so you mean, when you say the next step, you mean like taking private classes? Exactly, yeah. I see. <clears throat> I see. So what, what about private classes allowed you or helped you to get to the next level? Because I, I know a lot of people, myself included, we all get to a point in a language where we think, okay, I can express myself, I can understand the majority of people, I can have conversations, but you know that there's more to learn, there's more that you could, you know, or more detail you could express yourself in, but you don't really know how to get there to really sounding natural in the language. So what is it about private lessons that makes you feel like, okay, I really am getting to that next level in my process? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, that's a good question. Uh, actually, like the first couple of days that I was speaking English on a daily basis, I felt like my brain was getting a lot more used to the language as far as speaking the language is concerned, if that makes sense. And, uh, like, I'm still in the process of taking my English to the next step, so I'm still figuring out a lot of things, and I'm still, like, you know, in the process of picking up the way that Americans speak. 
But, uh, yeah, like, when I had my first class, my first private class with you, and I spent like an hour speaking English, it was like, it was like a shock to me. Like, man, I didn't even know I was able to do that. I just spent an hour speaking in English. And, and yeah, man, I'm not sure if I answered your question. I actually don't have a good answer to that one. I, I never thought about it. Uh, it's a very good question, man. I, I, don't, I don't have a good answer to that one. <clears throat> well, also, maybe it hasn't been long enough to tell what exactly yeah. it is about private classes because it's only been we've been talking for maybe a month more or less and a classes month. even less than that so yeah maybe it's just not enough time to know yet but it's like again like you said it seems like you're you realize now having the opportunity to speak with the native who can also or I should say it this way a native who understands the language and can teach it to you and let you know what sounds more natural than this or that, you know, or can uh, basically tell you where you need to improve still because you might be an advanced English speaker and think that you're good, but you, not as a native, still don't know how can I improve once I get to advanced or even once I get to intermediate, you know what I'm saying? So um, it sounds like the same way uh, a quality athlete benefits from having a high-quality coach, right? You have the raw material there. You're already a great player. But under a great coach, you just sort of reach another level because they can see the greatness in you and just bring it out or something like that. And obviously, I don't know either. But it's just an idea. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. Like, I think uh, when you're learning a language, we all get to this point where we feel stuck in the same place. And, yeah, I mean, like, right now, I'm going through the process of going to the next step, you know. And it's been it's been a great ride so far. Yeah. yeah, man. I think for anybody, learning a new language is, like, a life-changing journey, for sure. Especially yeah. once you get to a point where you can take that language you've learned and actually talk to anybody from any of these countries where they speak this language man it's just i don't know just speaking from personal experience learning foreign languages and now teaching my own language talking to people from all over the world man and they tell you the most interesting stories and share all kinds of wisdom with you man and just make you look at things like you've never imagined looking at them before and I'm not saying that can't happen with the people in your city or your state or country. But when you talk to somebody whose life and way of life is like night and day compared to yours, completely different. If you're listening correctly, you can't help but learn shit. Inevitably, you're going to learn. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I love about it. So how, how has English affected your life? You know, now that you do speak at this level. You know what I'm saying? That in the year it's not finished yet, but you've been on this journey for a while now. What has changed about your life or maybe you as a person now that you speak this new language? Okay. Um, yeah, like I think like learning English, like 
he opens up a whole new war and a whole new set of possibilities. And like it may sound crazy, and maybe that's not the the type of answer that you're looking for. But man, when I was able to when I was able to understand like the actors that were part of my childhood, man, that was awesome. Like being able to to watch movies that like they were dubbed into Portuguese when I was when I was a child. And now as a grown up man I'm able to to watch the to to the original movie. That's awesome. So that's the first thing that, you know, impacted that, that had an impact on on my life. Um, like listening to uh, football players that I really look up to speak English and I can understand them. You know, that's, that's awesome. And, yeah, like you said, uh, talking to different people and getting to know different cultures, that's definitely uh, fascinating. And, uh, yeah, no, like I said, I think he opens up a whole new world. It's, uh, it's fascinating. What about like what about like personal development though? Because that you you basically just described, you know, your external world, how things have changed. You can understand more people, more things, music, movies, and, and interviews, and things like that. But what about internally, you as a person? Because, well, I'll I'll let you answer the question first. Like, how have you changed internally, or have you changed at all as a person after learning English? Um, you know, I've always been the kind of person that starts doing something and doesn't really stick with it. Like, after a month or so, I just quit and I can't keep going. Uh, I already told you this story, but, like, when I was younger, I begged my dad to buy me a guitar. And, like, a month went by and I wasn't really looking at the guitar anymore. And I got into, like, uh, how do you say that? Mm, martial art, does that make sense? Martial arts, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got into martial art when I was younger, and I also, like, it didn't take me long for me to, to give up. And, like, in the back of my mind, I always had this vision about myself, like you're the kind of person that can't really stick with something, you know, you start doing something and you quit, you can't stay consistent on anything, you can't set a goal for yourself and stick with it, that was something that was always in the back of my mind, but when I started learning English, that vision of myself changed, you know, because now I can look back to when I didn't know a word of English, and I made all this progress over time. And I really became better as a person. I educated myself. I learned something new. It's a new skill that I have. So that makes me really... It really gave me a new insight into who I am, if that makes sense. I'm not sure if I answered your question. Yeah, I think you did. But yeah. now I'm curious when, when you say it gives you more insight to who you are. What insight did it give you? You know, 
what are some things that you learned about yourself? Yeah, like now I can be more confident that if I set out to do something, I can do it, you know. I can do whatever I put my mind to, you know. Uh, so, yeah, it gave me more confidence, more confidence on what I'm able to do, you know. Yeah, definitely. I think for me, learning Spanish and Portuguese, I guess learning Spanish was the the first experience I had. And just, like, what I learned about myself is that, kind of like you, is you, you, you gain confidence because you realize you can do so much more than you thought. I mean, to teach yourself yeah. any language, not just English, any language is like some impressive shit. So anybody who's listening that has done that or that is doing that deserve a nice little pat on the back. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not easy. So I learned that you said it perfectly. If you just put your mind to it, you can do it, man. Regardless of what resources you think you have or don't have. If you have the internet, you got, you know, you all the hard work is done. Because the resource is just sitting right there. You know what I'm saying? You just have to type the words into the search engine. You know what I mean? And I just learned that, I learned that learning anything, not just the language, is about being able to communicate with other people and being able to listen to other people. Listening is such a crucial skill in life, man. Learning oh, how to yeah. listen properly to people when they talk to you because if you don't listen, you literally cannot learn, right? If you're not listening. So I yeah. learned that that skill is what I need to be working on, you know, maybe not 24-7, but a lot of fucking time. I need to be listening. And um, I learned that with the skill of listening, you become a better speaker and communicator. Because just like learning a language, you imitate how to speak. You you study the best speakers. And you can learn Absolutely. to do that too. And you can learn to express yourself better, you know. And I think it. you also... Like I said, you have to be a humble and vulnerable person when you're speaking to these other people that um, you know are natives and you're trying to learn their language. So it teaches you all those those types of skills that you can apply to life in general, not just learning a language, being humble, being a good listener, being nice to people, being genuinely curious about what's going on around you. All that stuff that you... Maybe you can teach it, maybe... But all that stuff is much more important than, you know, the verb to be or, you know, where the period goes in the sentence, you know what I'm saying, or how to spell this word. All that stuff is so much more important to me. And I learned that learning my second language, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. I agree 100%, man. It just made me remember that, you know, it's, it, it, it's weird, but... When I started talking to you, it gave me more confidence to talk to other people in Portuguese, you know, because I was being exposed to, like, situations where I need to express myself and communicate in a clear way. That skill, how can I say this? Um, that skill that I was developing influenced the way that I would talk to people in my native language, you know, and 
Yeah, I'm not sure if that makes sense to you, but uh, because I would feel like I was getting better at communicating, I would apply that to, to, to my native language as well, even though that has nothing to do with uh, practicing a new language, you know. It doesn't have anything to do with practicing a new language, but... I still think language is language. Whether you're speaking in English or Portuguese, it's still your language you're speaking, and you're still expressing yourself, no matter what language you're speaking in. So I had the same exact experience, man. Once you gain the confidence like of teaching yourself another language and approaching strangers and speaking in a new language or traveling to a foreign country by yourself, things like that, you you just it's inevitably you take it from that experience and apply it to your other experiences and you understand that you just be a good listener you know find a way to gain some confidence pay attention you know say what you mean all that shit that you had to do to learn english you can do that in your native language too and make more friends in your own country you know get better at expressing yourself in your own language because it's not just about speaking in this language perfectly it's more for me language has been more about personal development language is just the tool that i use to express myself i still need to better myself you know what i'm saying and there's so many skills that you have that you need to learn a new language that you really just need in life you know what i'm saying oh yeah yeah definitely uh yeah man, uh, i agree 100 percent. yeah like uh, having like practicing not just the English itself, but practicing how to have better conversations. You know, it, it affected the way that I have conversations uh, in Portuguese. That's uh, that's crazy, man. Yeah, right. That is crazy how learning to speak another language somehow makes you a better you. You know. Exactly. Yeah. And may, and again, maybe it's what we keep going back to. It's not even about the language. Just learning makes you a better you, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <clears throat> yeah, man. But let's, you know, before before we get out of here, one thing I'm curious about is you're from Brazil, so you can speak on this. Like, you've never taken any formal classes other than the four to five months at that high school and then now private classes with me. So, one thing that I've known for a while now is that in Brazil, particularly, not even like 5% of the entire population speaks English fluently, whatever that word means, you know, like be able to have conversations and understand people. So, in your personal opinion, why do you think that is? If somebody like you, at a young age with little to no help whatsoever, can get to a point where you can have hour-long conversations with natives, why can't the rest of the country? What's missing? Or what's wrong? Man, I think... I think the main reason that would get someone out of their comfort zone and make them learn English would be, like, professional reasons here in Brazil. So, I feel like a lot of people, if they feel like they can't get any beneficial from speaking a different language, whether it's professionally or, you know, if it's not going to make you, um, 
get to a higher position in your job or make you get more money or something like that, people are automatically like, oh, it's not for me because I won't get any value from that. And if it wasn't for my passion, I would feel the same way because other than like being really passionate about it, uh, I don't have any other reason to learn English. So if I wasn't born, I would say, if I didn't cultivate it, if I didn't cultivate that desire to speak English inside of me when I was growing up, I would be, I would have the same mentality. I would have the same mindset. Like, there's no, like, even though there are a lot of benefits to, to learning a new language, not just English, I think a lot of people can't see those benefits and they're not even aware of it for, for the most part. Uh, but yeah, I, mean, I actually, I have to, I have to think about that. Uh, I never really thought about it, you know. Uh, what is it that holds people back from starting to learn a new language in Brazil? Because really, I think, I think there are a lot of people in Brazil, not a lot of people, but definitely more people that speak Spanish than, uh, than English. Uh, just because, you know, clearly Spanish and Portuguese are pretty close to each other. So a lot of people can pick up the way that Spanish is spoken because of the similarities that they share, that they have. Uh, but yeah, I, mean, I actually don't have a good answer to that. I have to, to think more about it. Well, I think you definitely mentioned um, a possibility on why so many people either never reach a certain level of fluency or they just give up or whatever it is, is because they don't have that, not even just passion, but like that obsession. Because it does get to a point where you're kind of, you're, you're, you're kind of acting like a crazy person, talking to yourself and talking to shit in your house and like, you know, not, not even just talking to yourself, but sort of like acting out situations by yourself in your house in a foreign language i don't know if you've done that but i definitely have i'm i'm in my head i'm in this place and i'm acting out a scene like i'm in a movie and i'm talking yeah. to myself in a foreign language now if you, if you walk into a room and somebody's doing that you're like what the fuck is wrong with you what are you doing what are you doing what are you doing but since it's <laughs> yeah. just you it's like it's whatever you know there's nothing's weird when you're yeah. by yourself i guess so that might be a really good reason, man, is that for a lot of people, if it doesn't make me money, I'm not going to do it. Because learning a language is already so difficult. Learning a language like English is already so difficult that if you don't have something yeah. really driving you forward, something really compelling you to stick with it and learn the language, you're probably not going to stick with it. I mean, same thing happened with me in French. I told you about that. Um, same thing happens with so many people, so many things in life. If there's no genuine desire there, or, you know, that's not attached to money, you're probably not going to do it because that's, that's what we care about. What do we do things for to make money so oh, we yeah. can eat and continue, you know? So I think oh. a lot of people, you said it perfectly, a lot of people, it's, it's about what can they gain from it and if you've never learned a new language you don't know all the benefits that have nothing to do with money you know what i'm saying 
So um, exactly. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, there's a. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. There's, a, there's another thing that I think it's uh, it's worth mentioning. I think another reason that that keeps people from uh, starting to learn English is that like a lot of people, they don't, they have no idea that it's possible for you to learn English by yourself. And I didn't know that before starting language. So most people think that you have to to spend a lot of money on it. And to be honest, like if you're gonna take really quality English classes in Brazil, you're gonna have to spend like at least three hundred Brazilian dollars, three hundred reais a month, you know. Uh, and all the Brazilian people watching this, they know what I'm talking about. Like schools like Wizard, Fisk, uh, CCAA, it's just, it's really expensive, you know, really, really expensive. And a lot of them, like, they claim that if you spend like six years learning with them, you're gonna become fluent. Like six years, man. <laughs> that's, that's a lot. Like, I have a, there's a, there's a cousin of mine that he spent six years on um, uh, Fisk. It's a very popular uh, English school here in Brazil. And they promise, they guarantee that after those six years, she'll be fluent. And like after finishing the course, she went to Australia to, to find a work there. And as soon as she got there, she struggled. She's struggled to talk to native speakers, you know. And you waste a lot of your time, you waste a lot of your money, and nobody likes that, right? Yeah, of course not. Yeah. Of course not, man. Um, and I can definitely relate to that, not even knowing how relatively easy it is to learn a language by yourself without spending that much money. You know, it's yeah. it's like it, it's difficult. Learning a language is difficult, but relatively, it's not that hard if you just stay, you know, stick with it. If you just stay consistent and do it every day, not that hard, man. I mean, if you can dedicate two hours a day to your favorite Netflix show, you can dedicate two hours a day to your favorite new language, bro. It's just a matter of priorities, you know. And we're not here to have that conversation, but I'm just saying, you can do it. And clearly, you're an example, and I'm an example of that, where we start with zero, and now get to a point where people are like, "Holy shit, are you you really American? Are you sure? Are you Brazilian for real?" Like people don't even believe you sometimes. You know, you could like you can do that. Anybody listening, you can do that. You know. So that's yeah, why I wanted to have you on the podcast today, man. Just to show people, it's not just me that has had this experience, but somebody trying to learn English. You know what people claim to be one of the hardest languages to learn. Everybody around the world struggling with English, but you, right here, you've done it. You're doing it. You know what I'm saying? You're doing it. So I just wanted other people to see that. So I thank you for your time, man, being here on the show with me and sharing a little bit more of your story, you know? I really appreciate it. Oh, it was my pleasure, man. My pleasure. Uh, I appreciate it. Awesome, man. Well, I guess we will get out of here, bro. This has been another episode of Life in English. This has been Mateos Cortez and Tony Kaizen. I'll talk to you later. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.